Hello, treasured women. It's September, so we're starting a new series and a new theme. And this month, I wanna share with you whatever the Lord puts on my heart. So we're calling it Share from the Heart. Today, I want to share a thought that is going to make you ponder the topic. First, God sent a flood, then he sent plagues after humankind grieved him. So is it possible that he might do something next? If you know me, or you've been listening to me for a while, you know how much I love the Lord and how I carry the joy of the Lord in my daily life. But you also know that the only thing that I take seriously is God and his word. I am in awe of God every single day of my life. And sometimes that requires me to go deeper, to ponder the deeper things. And as I was spending time with God this week, I heard the Holy Spirit say, what is next? And then he pointed out how God previously flooded the earth and then released the plagues. The Bible tells us 12 times that God is slow to anger. And all of these scriptures are in the Old Testament. And if we look at the New Testament, we see the example of Jesus. And we see how Jesus was extremely slow to anger. He is our only true role model of walking out a Christian life and what that looks like. So as we look at scripture, we can see that it takes a lot to actually anger God into action. Let's look in Genesis 6, verses 5 through 7. It says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every imagination or intent of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually, the Lord regretted that he made mankind on the earth and he was deeply grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy mankind whom I have created from the surface of the earth. Not only man, but the animals and the crawling things and the birds of the air because it deeply grieves me to see mankind's sin and I regret that I have made them. That's harsh. That is harsh. My spirit hurts to read those words and to say that out loud. And I hope you felt your spirit react to that also. It's horrible. Almighty God, our Father was so grieved that he had to destroy his own creation. It didn't just grieve him, it deeply grieved him. And he made the decision to destroy his creation. But remember, he's slow to anger. We don't really know how long that God allowed for all of this sin to take place before he finally got angry enough and grieved enough to put an end to it. So he flooded the earth. He wiped out almost all of humankind and then promised with a rainbow to never do that again. And then we flash forward and we see the Israelite slaves in Egypt. 
and how they were being mistreated in so many ways for a few hundred years. Yes, you heard that correctly. A few hundred years. I would definitely call that slow to anger. We live in a culture where people can get angry in a minute. So it's easy to see how far we are from God's ways in being slow to anger. So after a few hundred years, God could have then released the plagues right then and there, but still he kept sending Moses to go and ask Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. And then after many attempts of asking, then God steps in and releases plagues. God indeed is very slow to anger, but once he has had enough and he's ready to step in, watch out. Then there are no more chances. So look at where we are today. A lot of injustice is happening. Christian persecution is rising up all over the world and it's causing some people to even question their faith. I hear some people say, if there is a God, then why is he letting this happen? Well, dear ones, it's because the character of God is slow to anger. And it hurts him deeply when he has to step in and kill his own children, his own creation. It is the Father's heart to love. When he created man, he called man good, and man pleased the heart of God. And when Adam and Eve disobeyed him, he didn't smite them down and start over. They had to pay a consequence. And now mankind, you and I are still paying that consequence, but God didn't wanna kill his son and daughter. He punished them and then moved on. Our culture tells us not to judge a book by its cover and try walking one day in someone else's shoes. And we see how this is biblical. As godly leaders, we need to view the world through Father God's eyes, not through a very limited perspective. The Israelites were crying out to God long before the Exodus happened. How many died before God intervened? Some never were able to see God in action and bring his wrath and his justice. And if you didn't know God's character and how he loves his children, I'm sure that some doubted God's goodness. Yet we know the whole story. We know that God intervenes. We know how God rescued the Israelites and blessed them with promised land that flowed with milk and honey after hundreds of years. And this is just one example of how in God's perfect timing, he blessed those who were faithful to him. Not all of them were able to see it on this earth, but you know they are living in heaven for eternity where there is nothing but goodness. So whether we get to see it in this life or we are rewarded with it in the next life in heaven, God always rewards and blesses those who love him and choose him. 
today's world is no different than it was in biblical time. It might seem different because we are the ones living it out right now. We are the ones hearing the horror stories firsthand and seeing the perversion firsthand. But this happened in the Bible. This has all happened before to other people. And as God showed up before, he is going to show up again. And whether we personally get to see that or not, only God knows that answer. And at some point, Jesus will come back again and every one of us will be in our eternal home. And that is the ultimate justice of God. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. Your job as a follower of Jesus is to know without a doubt that God is good. You may have to ask and appeal to him and keep on appealing to him, but he will open his door to you because he loves you. That door might be a door to heaven instead of a door to earth, on earth, but rejoice because praise God, it's an open door from him, which will eventually lead to eternity. When we see injustice, we have to stay focused on God. If we stay focused on the injustice, we are focusing on the works of the devil and that is not where our focus should be. A godly leader needs to stay focused on the things of God, on the character of God, on God's goodness at all times because that's how we are a witness to other people on this earth. We will naturally attract others that are equally yoked because it's a biblical principle, because light will always attract other light. So I hope this message has encouraged you this week. I hope you feel a boldness rising up in you. I hope you feel encouraged to stay focused on the things of God, on God's good character, despite what the earthly circumstances look like. God has a proven track record. And because he loves his creation, he is slow to anger and his timing of when he decides to act is perfect. May you always stay focused on the goodness of the Lord. And blessings to you on your leadership journey.